Welcome to the Alpha Female Podcast with me, your host, Robin Baldwin. This show is to inspire you to embrace living like an alpha female. But what is an alpha female, you may ask? An alpha female is a powerful and assertive woman. Her confidence is due to being an intelligent and intellectual problem solver. She constantly strives for a happy and healthy work-life harmony, but knows that it requires being true to your priorities and what makes you happy. She is never complacent about striving for better and always nurtures the relationships with the people in her life. So let's get started. You are listening to the Alpha Female Podcast, Episode 7. All links and show notes can be found at robinbaldwin.com forward slash podcast. Today on the show, we're talking to Allison Smith. Allison is a neuroscientist and health coach who teaches women how to discover a way to empower their health through sugar-free and gluten-free living. Schooled by her own health journey following an eight-year battle with Lyme disease, Allison is now the creator of Sweet Liberation, 30 Days to Kick Sugar to the Curb, a one-on-one coaching program that teaches women how to live a sweet, sugar-free life without feeling deprived. Allison also coaches women on how to create an award-winning blog and business. She lives and breathes her motto, which I absolutely adore. It's live healthy, live happy, and live now. Welcome, Allison, to the show. Hi, Robin. So great to be here. So excited to have you on today. So just for our listeners, um, this audio podcast was inspired from my blog interview series, which you have already appeared on. And I'm just so excited to kind of dig deeper into um, the interview that you've already provided to us by really getting into some golden nuggets of wisdom. Sounds great. So when I first sent you over the alpha female I guess, definition. I read a bit of it in the intro and in my very first episode, but how did you kind of associate with it? How are you an alpha female? Well, when I really started to just like sit back and think about how am I an alpha female and how I ended up being an alpha female, the first thing that came to mind was I'm actually really surprised that I ended up being an alpha in the first place because I was raised by these really wonderful, generous parents who were not alphas themselves. Okay. And it really makes me think of, wow, I'd love to have a conversation with other alpha females and see what their parents are like. Because we know that we have this stereotypical, you know, raising of females in our society and, you know, holding them back and treating them with kid gloves and putting them, wrapping them up in, you know, bubble wrap and stuff like that. My parents were not like that at all. And like, did you run into this? What were your parents like? Well, I, um, I did a, a written interview and, uh, I do credit most of my alphaness to my father because it's the men in our family that are the overachievers. And I talk about like my grandfather was the president of Air Canada. And then my dad has a PhD from Harvard and my uncle, his younger brother is a, a top lawyer in Toronto. So I, I was witnessing them being these overachieving workaholics. So I developed Mm -hmm. that side from my personality. But then when I look at my mom, she owns the house. So my mom decided to be a stay-at-home mom when children came. Me and my brother had 
the blessing of having her around, but she owned the house and she was the, you know, the matriarch of the family was in charge of, uh, whether or not we were allowed to watch TV and reading and taking care of ourselves and, uh, getting us to all of our extracurricular activities. So she was kind of the owner of that. And so she taught me organization and being detail oriented. So I see kind of the balance of both of them teaching me to be an alpha. Yeah, and I guess I experienced something, you know, sort of similar. There were a lot of examples in my family of very high achievers, super successful people. And one of the people that I really idolized was my Aunt Nancy, who was my uh, dad's sister. She was the, the vice president of marketing for one of the largest housing corporations in America. And this was back in the late 70s and 80s. So she was like one of the first females to really break that kind of barrier. And of course, she was the only female for decades in her industry. And I really looked at her and and I thought, what an incredible example. But, you know, back to my parents, like my mother was so gentle. When you think of her, she's really a combination of June Cleaver and Kitty (laughs) from that 70s show. Like she's so ultra sweet and will go out of her way for anyone. And when my parents were dealing with me, like they had absolutely no barriers on what I did. If I wanted to do something, absolutely go for it. Mm. And I, when I grew up, like I never thought I was looking at these parents and they never stopped me from doing anything. And, you know, as an adult, I'm just so appreciative about that because it really just allowed me to, you know, figure out for myself what on earth is my life going to stand for. It sounds like they really let you explore and be adventurous without hampering it. Very, very. I mean, out of this world, I mean, they were very, um, you know, huge proponents of education. But when I was in high school, to be completely frank, I did not do well. Because, you know, I was going through, you know, turmoil as a teenager. My parents were divorced. There was a lot of emotional baggage to deal with that. And I barely got through university. Uh, I mean, through high school, because I just was not in an emotional state to understand how to succeed at that point. But um, I also had other interests, like I became interested in being a model. So by the age of 15, I had a very good career as a catalog model here in Toronto. And my parents had absolutely no, nothing to say about me leaving school whenever I needed to, to work. I had this perpetual, you know, note in the office which the principals just hated, saying that Allison can leave classes whenever she needs to to work. And it's just this amazing freedom that I had. Oh my gosh, I never knew this about you. So were you in like <laughs> Sears catalog? Absolutely. Oh, Over awesome. everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, you know, there's like great sessions with um, close girlfriends of mine just going through old um, clippings and portfolio of what fashion was like in the 90s and it's Mm. just hysterical and fun to look at and it's something that I really miss like I gave up modeling to return to education at the time I had returned to becoming a registered massage therapist and then I after that two years I went to live in Australia for a year and I did some modeling there and then came back and was in a university for 10 years (laughs) Until I finished my PhD, so... Which is crazy and such an amazing accomplishment. <laughs> I know. School was really my thing. Mm. Um, funny enough, in high school, because I did so poorly, you know, guidance counselors and teachers said, you know what, Alison, don't even attempt it. 
don't even attempt to go to university because you're not going to be able to handle it. Hmm. And I didn't really listen to it and neither did my parents because, you know, education is a tradition in my family. People go to university. Mm -hmm. There was no question that I would go. It was just a question of when I would go. So I didn't go directly out of high school. I took three years off and then I went to massage therapy school and then I went to live overseas. Um, at that time, I was just, you know, concentrating on work and just concentrating on myself to get myself into the mindset of being in a university environment. Mm. And I knew that for myself. I wasn't being told by anyone that I needed to get into that mindset. But I gave myself that freedom to just, you know, live and work and not be pressured. And so I started university when I was 23. Gotcha. Now, when I look at my definition of an alpha female... Um, I say that an alpha female's confidence is due to being an intellectual and intelligent problem solver. So I'm wondering if you de you developed the confidence to explore, do what you wanted, supported by parents who you know would support you no matter what. But then you also became an academic and learned how to develop your confidence that way. Yeah, it was an incredible experience. Like, really, university was my jam. I I loved every moment of it. Um, it's why I stayed until the absolute end, and I miss it. Mm -hmm. um, I think I I loved mostly. By the time you end up in graduate school, you're very autonomous, and that's the kind of environment where like where I truly thrive. Um, where it you know everything is up to you. It's up to you to you know forecast your goals and attain them, and that's what I love. I, I, I don't really thrive under an environment as someone really looking over my shoulder and, and telling me what to do. I think I'm much more of an autonomous sort of entrepreneurial type. And so university was fantastic for me. So knowing now that you help guide women to live healthier lives and also uh, guiding them as they create blogs and businesses that are kind of matched together, how do you balance everything? And um, I used to ask the question, does work-life balance exist? But I'm now asking, what does your work-life harmony look like? Yeah, work-life balance um, absolutely exists, but I guess it's defined by each individual. And I guess that's why you're just focusing the question towards me. And for me, um, I always like to stay cognizant of and ask myself, where is the love? Where is the love in my life? And I know that I have passions for really connecting with people. I love knowledge and learning new things. Mm -hmm. I love to be dynamically active. I don't necessarily do yoga only. I like, I like dance and being dynamically active. And so I like to make sure that I am fitting the things that I love into my day and doing it every day. So... Sometimes it's at the expense of work and sometimes it's not. I have the type of job where I have my own business. So working 12 hours a day, it you know doesn't feel like an arduous task mm -hmm. because I'm doing something that I'm absolutely passionate about. But there is more to life than work. Mm -hmm. And that's where I ask, where is the love? Where, what do you really want to accomplish and experiment with and learn and focus in on and make sure that you have that in the majority of your days of the week. I'm not talking about just Saturday and Sunday here. It, there has to be that one thing in the evening that you really gravitate to and something that's going to make you feel really good and engaged. 
So it sounds like you do try to get daily love and passion yes. in as well as being ultra productive in your work life as well. Yeah, and most of the time because um, my work is computer-based during the day and I'm writing and I'm, you know, writing magazine articles right at the moment. And so in the evening, it's going to be my passion for dynamic physical activity. And it's something that I didn't have in my life for a good eight years because um, before I started my business, I had a chronic illness and that really prevented me from connecting with my life and I didn't have a career at the time either. So Mm -hmm. now it's sort of like this fun and fantastic exploration of finding all of the things that I love and getting them back into my day. It's like I'm thirsty and hungry to have it all back now. Mm, Gotcha. So let me just jump into this because in the bio, I do share with the listeners that you've come back from a battle with Lyme disease for eight years. Mm-hmm. Um, so is Lyme disease um, something that is fully healed or is it something that you're going to live with for the rest of your life? It's certainly hard to say because there isn't a blood test that can reliably tell you if you have Lyme disease or not. And there isn't a blood test to tell you if you have killed the bacteria. Let me just back up. Mm-hmm. Um, Lyme disease for readers who or listeners who are not familiar with it is a bacterial infection that you contract from the bite of a tick, which is an insect. And at the time when I was bitten by a tick in 2006, I didn't notice the tick bite. I had no idea what ticks were. I had no idea that they were in Ontario or in Canada. I had no idea what Lyme disease was. So when I became extremely sick to the point where I was unable to work anymore, I was unable to function independently. I had to rely on my husband and my mother to get me everywhere and to care for me. Um, It took five years to get a diagnosis. Mm. Um, So it's a really serious situation. And then it took three years of recovery. So am I fully cured? I am not sure. But I do know at this point that I'm um, pretty much symptom-free, except for some remnants of, you know, my, my nervous system was really damaged. Most of my neurological symptoms are gone except for this feeling of anxiety. And the anxiety is really improving as I return to my life, really. Because it's really an anxiety of being trapped. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't have your freedom. And I think a lot of us find relaxation and and pure enjoyment out of having freedom. Mm. And feeling like you're relying on someone else to take care of you and not being able to do anything yourself is... Yeah, and as an alpha female, like, (laughs) (laughs) right, it's fiercely independent, right? And to go to completely, like, not like there is total dependency Mm -hmm. um, when you have a serious illness. Mm -hmm. And I, I, you know, I stay cognizant throughout the years of really focusing in on, you know, how do you maintain happiness? How do you remain being connected to your life when it's totally taken away from you? Mm-hmm. And if you're a person and a woman who is used to being so incredibly independent, too dependent, you know, just to stay in a mindset of you're going to get through this, mm. you're going to get to the other side. And I have been and I am on the other side. And it really started last January of 2015 of really experiencing being on the other side of line. That's when I could return to being physically active. And I've been able to exercise four to five days a week now, um, 
you know, it's been a year. We're now in January 2016. So it's a year now. And I'm building strength back from incredible atrophy from being inactive for eight years. All right. So let me jump to what is your weekly fitness routine like right now? I'm so obsessed with the Tracy Anderson metamorphosis program. Mm, okay. I'm obsessed. Like I, you know, just to, to mention because I was unemployed for so many years and as a Canadian, there is no medical help for Lyme disease patients. So I had to go out of country for um, medical help. And that meant I have to pay out of pocket for all of my medical care. So there's an incredible amount of medical debt and I still had student loans. So I look for ways where I can connect with my passions from home for free. So I'm always looking for physical ways of connecting with exercise in a free way. So um, I like to do Tracy Anderson workout videos from home. Okay. And, you know, as an alpha, I have the motivation to do that by myself every day. Okay. That's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) And I have seen on your Instagram that you're into yoga. I am. And uh, is there a certain style that you're doing right now? Uh, most of the time I use it for relaxation. So it's a Hatha program that I'll use. Okay. There's this wonderful Canadian woman who offers free online yoga classes. Her name is Melissa West and her YouTube channel is called Namaste Yoga. Mm. And she's um, a Hatha yoga expert. And it's just so fun to do classes of all varieties, just hundreds of classes to do from home. All right. We'll um, have to ensure that that link is in the show notes. So. Mm have to send it over to me. All right. So I want to go back to the fact that in the bio, we talk about helping women get off sugar. Is this something that you, while you were, you know, taking care of yourself, is this something that you did for yourself, helped boost your immune system? And now you're giving back to a community by teaching ways to do this? Yeah. So a couple of months ago, I celebrated 1500 days living added sugar free. And that's just a little over four years. And it it really wasn't my choice at the beginning. When I became diagnosed or when I received my diagnosis of Lyme disease and I went to see my Lyme specialist in New York, she said, you know, you're in the long haul for treatment here. It means that you have a bacterial infection. It's really serious. It's infiltrated your nervous system. You're going to be on antibiotic medication for years. And in order to do that successfully, you're going to have to live completely added sugar-free. And during treatment, I had to be fruit-free as well, because antibiotics and sugar don't mix. Okay. And it didn't really scare me when she said that, because by that point, it was five years into the illness, and I was really willing to do anything to get better. So I'm like, yes, okay, fine. I'm going to go home and I quit the sugar. But sugar did saturate every day of my life. Like I would make, even though I was gluten-free at that point, because I became allergic to gluten because of the Lyme, um, I was relying on sugar to try and keep me awake. I was under the impression that if I ate more and more gluten-free chocolate chip cookies or a gluten-free cake, that it would keep me awake because I was having a hard time staying awake with Lyme. Mm. But to my surprise something totally different happened. And as soon as I went completely added sugar-free and fruit-free, then my energy level really went up, even despite having the Lyme and initial treatment. And it really stayed even throughout the day. 
So I didn't have to infiltrate myself with added sugar to stay awake. And it was such a revelation to me and my health. And it was a pivotal part to my recovery that I created the Sweet Liberation Program. And I'm now teaching people all over the world how to quit sugar as well. Yeah, I was going to ask you what you're most passionate about, but it sounds like that's... (laughs) Yeah, the Sweet Liberation (laughs) Program is the thing I'm most passionate about because it's incredible the results that I get with my clients. And some of them, some people come to me with really serious chronic illnesses like high blood pressure. And within two weeks of living added sugar-free, their blood pressure decreases. Like, you know, amazing things happen people find the energy that they've been lacking for years in order to then divert their energy to the things that they love. So life is not only about work, you have to do the things that you love as well. Mm -hmm. So what do you do other than being sugar-free as a daily health habit to keep your immune system boosted? Yeah, so my diet's completely clean. That means that there's no processed foods, no chemicals, no genetically modified foods. Most of my food is organic and pesticide free. I use, I like to use a community shared agricultural program. And in most metropolitan cities, you have access to these things. So there's organic farms that will deliver organic vegetables to you or a local depot. And you just go and pick them up weekly. So on every Thursday, we go and pick up our box. And it's an incredible amount of organic vegetables for $35 a week, which is such an incredible savings than going to a grocery store and buying organic vegetables there. That's amazing. I used to do that until I had to be very specific about my fruits yeah. and vegetables, but it is such a such a lifesaver and definitely wallet saver. Yeah, our box is a total surprise because we'll eat anything and everything here. Mm-hmm. Um, it's sort of, yeah, <laughs> we'll, we'll take anything that comes in that box. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay, so you've talked about what your weekly fitness routine. Are you able now to start challenging yourself, and are you doing that in a fitness way? Yeah, so working out in general and doing the Metamorphosis Program by Tracy Anderson is extremely challenging. It's such a hard, hard workout, and I don't do the full program. You know, she recommends that you do the 30-minute muscle sculpting in addition to the 30-minute dance cardio all in one go every day and my body can't tolerate that Mm -hmm. and I also I've observed that in getting results and building muscle and long and lean muscle and and, um, I don't need to work out that way so I just do 30 minutes a day of strenuous exercise and it is challenging and I love that I can challenge myself again I think it's important for alpha females to know that it's not always about being epic Um, I know it's really hard when people take a look at some of the things that I do and when I'm doing obstacle course race Mm -hmm. training and even racing, it's quite intense and quite, um, I call it epic because I'm really challenging myself, but that's not for everyone. And it's important to know that even, um, even just like some people tell me they're like, I went for a 5k walk for the first time today. Like that is awesome. That is a challenge. And no matter what your challenge is, it's personal. So I love to hear that from you because I think that's really important for alpha females to remember that it's just about, you know, doing better for yourself uh, every day and challenging yourself to be a bit better. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And to only do things that you absolutely love. mm -hmm. So if, 
if you're attracted to dance, then, you know, do dance. Don't go and be a marathon runner just because you feel as if you need to put that or tick that off your list. Mm-hmm. There's, you know, I believe in only connecting with the things that you absolutely love. I love that because in the definition, when we talk about just staying true to our authentic selves and then our mission will shine and also putting our needs first without sacrificing our principles or dignity. So if our principles are doing what we love, then stick to that. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so you work from home, you take care of yourself, you're eating healthy, you're doing your Tracy Anderson. What are you doing at night to really wind down and reduce your stress and making sure that you're getting a great sleep? Yeah, so I usually head to bed quite early. It's around 9 o'clock, but it doesn't mean I'm sleeping. It doesn't mean I'm sleeping, but (laughs) um, most of the time I'm just like reading for a good hour, hour and a half because I just love books. And there was a huge, you know, there's many years where I was just obsessed with reading nonfiction. I was just an information seeker, Mm. but I really forced myself to go into fiction just to get some escapism and to enjoy a story that, you know, doesn't have to be true. And right at the moment, I don't know if any of the listeners have heard of these books, but the Outlander series by Diana Gabaldon, I'm obsessed with them. Like I can't get enough. (laughs) They're all like eight, 900 pages and I can't get off the couch. And it's a series. So you can just keep picking (laughs) up the books. It's so incredible. Yeah. Well, as a fellow bookworm, I love that you have a reading habit and uh, what I started doing it sounds very similar is like right now I'm on my non-fiction junkie days (laughs) like it is like I just need to absorb information but I was trying to balance it out so I would do one non-fiction personal development book then I would do non-fiction business and then I would do like full-on chiclet yes is there anything that really has stood out lately um I uh because I'm driving more I am doing audiobooks Uh um I work for Kobo, and we uh, purchased Overdrive this year. So you can listen to audiobooks from libraries with that app. So I started listening to – it's the second book in the series. The first one, I think, was um, Crazy Rich Asians. Mm -hmm. And uh, the second one is, like, Crazy Rich Girlfriend or something. It's by Kevin Quant. Yeah, so I listened to that, and that was, like, my pure – like, this is just not making me any smarter, but I'm laughing. And it's hilarious. <laughs> um, so I loved that one last year. And as a fellow bookworm, for some reason, every time I hear that you work for Kobo, it's like, oh, my God, she gets to work for someone who actually is so intimately engaged with books. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, that sounds so incredible. Yeah, I do love to say that I have my dream job because I get to sell <laughs> books for a living. So. so great. It is awesome. So other than reading, what are you doing to reduce your stress? Yes. So um, – I learned how to meditate back in 2006 and I went to a local Shambhala center here in Toronto and I guess they would practice what I could describe as more of a Vipassana practice. It's non-religious, non-denominational. It's just a focused breathing technique. And then I, as a neuroscientist, I became introduced to the work of Jon Kabat-Zinn and he's a scientist from the University of Massachusetts who created this program called um, the Mindfulness-Based Stress Reduction Program. And I love his work. He has some great 
um, guided meditations, um, I would recommend his 45-minute body scan meditation. That's the thing that I really focus in on lately. I like to just put it on headphones and, you know, lie on a yoga mat or lie on a carpet somewhere. And it really is fantastic for relaxation. When I interviewed you on the blog, you also said you're a podcast junkie. I am. Oh, <laughs> I so am. I I love history, and right at the moment, I I listen to a lot of stuff you've missed in history class. That's okay. a great podcast. Okay. Um, any others that are notable that our readers might oh, want to indulge in? Everyone loves um, This American Life, and okay. The Moth is wonderful. That's true stories. Okay. And history chicks. Awesome. That's great. Um, I do podcasts in the morning because they get me so revved up yeah. that I have to do them in the morning on my commute to work. And I've actually <laughs> I've made a rule with myself that I will only do audiobooks on the drive home because I was, <laughs> I was doing podcasts on the drive home and then I'd get home and I'm like, I have so much to do. I need to, <laughs> I need to implement everything I'm hearing on podcasts. <laughs> okay, so it sounds like you've got sleep and winding down totally, you know, down pat. Yeah, I need my sleep. I believe it's so important and I'm a big proponent of seven to eight hours. So, yes. Um, I know that's difficult for everyone, but if I keep saying it, I'm hoping that other alpha females will eventually be like, so this sleep thing that you talk about, <laughs> it's like, oh, Tell you're, me more. oh, you're ready. <laughs> I will give you all of my tips and tricks. <laughs> so you're probably one of my kind of easier alpha females in terms of talking about fitness and health and nutrition. Like it sounds like you've got it down pat and it's not something you struggle with. But one of my questions to all my interviewees is as an alpha female, what are pain points that you are constantly problem solving for? Mm. Staying true to what I want in my life um, was never an issue until I've reached, you know, over the age of 35. And if, you know, then people started to ask me, you know, why am I not married? I've been in a relationship. I've been with um, my partner for 17 years. Why are you not married? Why do you not have children? And for some reason, those things were never a part of my dream life. And I never felt like I was deprived without those things. But, you know, as you get older and you hear more and more from people about having these particular things in your life, it I had found it a challenge in the last two years to really stay true and not to be upset with people asking me about it. You know, really just focusing in on and being cognizant of what I want in my own life. Mm. And is there validity in other people asking or do you ask people not to ask now? No, I never, I've never shut people down by asking me that question. Mm. I think that the conversation does easily roll into what do they envision in their life. Mm, right. You know? And they really see those two things as being a prominent thing that they want. They truly just, you know, need it in their life. And they don't under, like, they have, you know, people have a problem or don't understand when someone else doesn't have that same viewpoint. Mm. So it's more about... Uh, learning to be empathetic and uh, learning to understand the root 
I guess, problem of a question when it's really not about you and it's usually about the person that's asking. Yeah, and that could be applied to almost anything. When someone's grilling you about something, you could really just stay calm and know that maybe those things are important for that person. They're not important for you, but for them it's important and it's okay. It's it's okay to support their view and support what they want for themselves, mm-hmm. but not to take it personally. Makes sense. Yeah. So as we wrap up, I'm just going to go quickly back to our definition. So we talk about how alpha females want a perfect work-life harmony, but know that it requires being true to your priorities and what makes you happy. So I love asking this because it is different for everyone and it's sure to inspire us all. But what is your definition of happiness? I just think that... If you're in a predicament where everything is taken away, your career is taken away, your independence, your friends, you know, everything that you feel connected with it, when you have nothing left, um, happiness is a choice. Mm. It's just your choice. Yeah. It's just you saying today, I am going to choose to be happy. Yeah. That's awesome. I am fully on the same page as you. I saw a quote when... And I don't think I've shared this on the podcast yet, but I was engaged to be married in 2012 and called Mm -hmm. off my wedding. And one of my healing tactics was scrolling through Pinterest quotes (laughs) and just seeing what would speak to me. And I remember seeing that, that happiness is a choice. And I was just like, whoa, okay. Because I had in my 30 years, it was 30 when it happened, my 30 years of life at that time I didn't understand that. And I think it's so important to realize that we all learn things at different points in our lives from different storms. And we have storms in our lives to teach us things like this. Absolutely. And the storms are important. And I love that. So thank you so much for today and for spending time with us on the Alpha Female Podcast. Thanks, Robin. Contest alert. Until March 31st, 2016, I have an amazing giveaway for you, my alphas. All you have to do is leave me a rating and review on iTunes. I'm giving away two amazing books and my favorite supplements from Magnum Nutraceuticals. I have two copies of Natalie McNeil's Conquer Kit, a creative business planner for women entrepreneurs, and one copy of Anik Magak's Clear, How to Simplify Your Life and Live More Fearlessly. In addition, I'll also be giving away a Magnum prize pack, which includes Quattro, a lactose-free protein, primer, multivitamins, acid, which is a CLA product, great for reducing fat deposits, and Rocket Science, an amazing capsule pre-workout that has an amazing side effect of increased focus during your workouts. All you have to do is open your iTunes or podcast app, click on ratings and review, and leave me a rating and review. Five stars would be, of course, muchly appreciated. This episode is sponsored by the Live Like an Alpha Female Challenge. Are you ready to take charge of your fitness and health routine? Are you ready to get organized so you have more time to spend with your family or friends or loved ones without feeling always stressed? That's why I created the Live Like an Alpha Female Challenge, a challenge that helps you decrease stress, get organized, and find more time in your day to go after all of your crazy big goals and dreams. The challenge includes five emails with a video message from me on how to fit in fitness, optimize your health and nutrition, stay healthy at work, and all my smartphone organization tips. 
sign up at robinbaldwin.com forward slash alpha female for the free challenge today. Thank you for listening to the Alpha Female Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the show. And I would love you to eternity and back if you would be so kind to open your podcast app of choice and leave me a rating and review. You can find more of me at robinbaldwin.com. That's Robin with a Y, B-A-L-D-W-I-N. And join us next week for another inspiring chat. I hope you have a spectacular day.